Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is episode 29 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right next to me as always is my pal DeQuincy. Still stinging that I did not get cornbread in our draft. <laughs> oh, that was a, oh man, that was tough for you, man. Um, we're back from the holidays, or the uh, the beginning of the holidays, I guess. Oh, and, uh, did you have a good Thanksgiving? It was a good Thanksgiving. How was yours? Uh, it was all right. Um, Ate too much as usual. But, <laughs> that's you know. nothing new. Oh, no. Not at all. Uh, that's not even Thanksgiving. We call that Tuesday. Yeah, or Wednesday. <laughs> Basically any day of the week. We hope anybody's listening to this that you had an awesome Thanksgiving. Get ready for Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you support in the next, what, two, three weeks? Yeah. Wow. Can't believe you. It it's be, almost here. Yeah. It'll be 2015. Are you done with your shopping yet? Done. I even started. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no like every year, I like get paid either the week before or the week after Black Friday. I'll never get paid on that Friday, so I'm always I'm always broke. Oh yeah, like I get paid Friday, so I'll do some Christmas shopping. Then we I know we have our Secret Santa that we have to do. Yeah, gotta start getting ready for that as well. So, all right, well today we're uh, we're talking baseball again. Um, man, as busy as football has been, and as busy as basketball has been. There's actually, you know, baseball is, is not far behind. I mean, it's been a lot of transactions going on, a lot of talk, uh, at least with our hometown Astros team. So, because, you know, we take take time to talk about some of the more recent transactions that have gone down. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly uh, emanating from the AL West. Yes, once again. <laughs> the uh, Oakland Athletics. The Division of Hell. Yeah, they've been very busy this offseason. Um uh, and why don't you kick us, kick us off with that first trade? All right. So, about a, how long has it been? Three, four days? Uh, the Old Athletics traded with the Toronto Blue Jays. Trade was Josh Donaldson going from the A's to Blue Jays. And in return, Brett Laurie, Kendall Graveman, Sean Nolan, and Franklin Burrito. On paper, this looks like a typical Billy Bean money ball trade. Mm-hmm. Um it just seems crazy that he's trading probably his best player uh, for, I don't know, I guess even after all these years, it still sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. Trading your best player for a whole bunch of unknowns, essentially. I mean, you know what you're going to get out of Donaldson. You're going to get a, a, a middle, um, above average batting average. You're going to get you know a decent amount of... <laughs> above, above average for this era. It's about right. 260, 270 at batting average. Get you about... 25 to 30 home runs, especially playing half his games in the old Coliseum. Right. Well, that's a lot of home runs there. And, you know, RBI is 100 and so blah, blah, blah. 85 to 100 RBI. Yeah. Uh, superstar th- third baseman who plays excellent defense. Right. And in return, you're getting Brett Laurie, a once heralded prospect from, who was originally drafted by the, the Brewers. He got traded to the Blue Jays. Uh, he's from Canada, so that was really big. That was part of the buzz that he had coming in was, you know, he's Canadian, he's a hometown kid, or, you know, home country kid, uh, and he had the, the weight of the country on his shoulders, as Toronto was the only... <laughs> the weight of the country on his shoulders. Right. <laughs> it sounded like he was going off the war or something. Well, that's Our country good. depends on you, man. <laughs> right. bring, bring us home the flag, eh? <laughs> yeah. He had the, you know, uh, that whole country, you know, considering Toronto's the only baseball team, you know, pro baseball team left, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of expectations riding on this guy. Well, they're the only pro team left until the Marlins move up there. Right. Or the uh, Rays. Rays. Possibly. 
Um, and so he had a lot of expectations, and he didn't live up to them because he's. He hasn't. He has yet to stay healthy. Yeah, it's repeatedly injured as a member of the Blue Jays. Yeah, um, he's come out and said before, uh, about two days ago that the reason he was hurt so many times was because of the turf. Oh yeah, that, they use like knockoff astral turf right. up there. And um, that's weird not, considering it's not a fully closed stadium, is it? I don't believe so. I think they can open it. Yeah. Well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I and mean, it's always weird looking at their their. Their field and only like four, no five. If you consider the mound, patches five, of dirt, five <laughs> patches of dirt, and that's it. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's I guess the centerpiece of that, or you know, from the from the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. um, and then a bunch of prospects. It seems like yeah, guys that I've never heard of. I, I don't well, even. Are you wouldn't have heard of no. You wouldn't have heard of Burrito. He's an eighteen-year-old shortstop in high A. Um, so you wouldn't have heard of him. Um, Nolan and and Graveman, they're both pitchers. Graveman is the right-hander. Nolan is the lefty. Um, I really haven't heard anything about them. Mm-hmm. I think they're both projected to be like three, four um, in the in baseball. But, you know, I think what Billy Bean really was reaching for was a shortstop and a burrito. Uh, having a replacement for Addison Russell, who Absolutely. they traded away for uh, Jeff Samarja. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I'm sorry, Donaldson is 29. True. He's going, and he started late in his career in the MLB. And, he, and if you're Billy Bean, you're thinking that he's going to reach the end sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're taking a. I mean, it is a calculated risk. Also, that... um, don't also forget about um, what was the uh, contract. Um, this is Donaldson's last year in his contract. He's um, eligible for salary out uh, salary arbitration. arbitration. Thank you. And I believe Lori has four more years of co- uh, control. Yeah, I mean he's still young. And he's only you know, twenty five. He plays, plays multiple positions. Uh, so there is some value with him as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, and he's a good, not great defensive uh, third baseman. You always see him making the highlights on SportsCenter. You know, the throws were almost second base. That's because the Toronto Blue Jays are one of the teams that shift a lot. Right. So, he'd be, instead of being a normal third base position, he'd be playing almost in shortstop, mm-hmm. which really help his UZR defensive metrics. But he's still he's a good defensive uh, third baseman. He's not as good as Donaldson is. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no doubt about that right now. Um, but, you know, age... Uh, the opportunity to replenish, I guess, your your farm system, mm-hmm. uh, considering you lost a top prospect in, in Russell over the during the season, um, and a guy who can fill in as your everyday third baseman uh, or replace Donaldson right away as your everyday everyday third baseman. Um, I, I understand why a lot of fans from Oakland would be upset, but I guess it makes sense in the long run. Uh, yeah, uh, not just the fans. Uh, their outfielder Reddick yeah. came out to a reporter and said it felt like they were rebuilding. Yeah. It well, just, expect to see him gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a weird thing how they go out there and they sign Billy Butler three years, thirty million. So it seems like they're going for it, mm-hmm. and then they turn around and trade away Donaldson. And uh, yeah, I mean, not just Butler, but the trades to get Samarja and Russell. I mean, uh, not Russell. Uh, yeah, Jeff Russell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? Okay. 
Did you, you know, Jeff Russell? I don't think his name, but continue. This is his name. The guy they traded for Gates for Chicago? Yeah. All right. The other, the, other, the second pitcher. Um, and, uh, and Lester. You know, I mean, it, it really did seem like they were, they were still going for it. I mean, even though they were projected not to re-sign Lester. Um, it, just, it just seems very peculiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, you know, Butler is still pretty young. I mean, he's still, he's barely, what, 28, I believe? So, and he's a proven hitter. He, he Except for last year. Except for last year, absolutely. Um, but he's he's different from Donaldson in that he's actually had a, a string of, of multiple years of, of success at the plate. Uh, and so, I guess, you know, you could make some sense of it, but at, initially it just seems kind of... Uh, it's a head scratcher, I guess. Yeah, it's very much so. What would you grade the trade as far as Oakland? Uh, oh yeah, Oakland side. Uh, I, I I don't know because I'm not too familiar with the the minor leaguers that they got in the deal. Um, I guess anytime you get a young shortstop, uh, considering you gave up your top shortstop prospect, I mean, it's, I guess it's a plus. But um, at this point, I, I mean, I, I would give it an incomplete. Just Initially, oh, that's the wussy answer. Incomplete. <laughs> what would you give it then? I would give it a. I would say that really depends on Larry's health, but right now I'm gonna give it a C. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as their, I can understand why Billy Bean did that. You know, trading away um, when your player is at his highest value to get someone who's a little underachieving like Larry. But still, I don't understand the entire thinking. Yeah. Is, are you rebuilding or are you trying to win now? <laughs> that's, that's that's my the, only issue uh, with it. The $500,000 question, I guess. Uh, and I, uh, I just wonder what the thinking is. I'm sure Billy Bean is a smarter guy than I am, so he knows what he's doing. But, you know, from the outside looking in, I just don't see what the point of this trade was. Yes. Um, so let's go to the Blue Jays side. I mean, you got to love their start, their lineup now. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, that's – you know, they just need to add pitching, and they're pretty set in that division in the NL, uh, AL East. The Cup guy you're talking about was Jason Hamill. Jason Hamill. I don't know what I was thinking, Jeff Russell. That took way too long. Sorry, yeah. bad internet. But continue, sorry. Um, yeah, it's a stacked lineup. I mean, you've got Encarnacion. You've got Donaldson. You have uh, Batista. Or Bautista, whatever his name is. Uh, who else is in that lineup? I mean, well, you just added Russell Martin. Uh, he was, for a catcher, is a pretty decent hitter. Mm-hmm. He's not the greatest, but I mean, we already talked about how I expect the expectation to die for him next year. Right. I mean, he's, he's being paid like a great catcher. Yes, he is. Fitting catcher. Uh, I mean, and they still have Jose Reyes at the top of the order. I mean, that's a that's a pretty pretty nice lineup. You got to admit. I very much admit it. It's a very impressive lineup. I just don't know where their pitching is coming from. Yeah, and, I mean, considering they just they just traded Jay Happ, who was their what fourth fifth starter, right? I mean, they have Marcus Stroman, who everybody says he'll be at least a number two mm-hmm. pitcher in the league. Well, that's great, but where's your ace at? Right. Uh, R.A. Dickey's winding down. Uh, Mark Burley. <laughs> if you looked at Dickey the last two years, you would say he's already winded down. Right. Uh, Mark Burley, same as Mr. Well. Consistent. I mean, he's going to get his 200 innings ERA around 380. He'll go 10-1 in the first half and then, like, 1-6 yeah. the rest of the way in the yeah, second exactly. half, which is exactly, almost exactly what happened this past season. 
Um, it's an old. It's an older rotation, I guess. Yeah, probably. with the exception of Strowman. Strowman and Drew Hutchinson. I yeah, know, how old is he? Let me see. But still, there's no, no one here that's unless Hutchinson. Hutchinson's twenty four. Unless Hutchinson or Strowman takes a step forward, there's no one that you see and say, okay, that's their that's their ace. That's the guy they're going to ride into the playoffs. Right. I mean, at this point, might as well go after Lester. I think if you, if you went after Lester at the top of your rotation. Who knows what it's like to pitch in the NL, or the AL East? Mm-hmm. Knows what it's like to pitch at Fenway, at Yankee Stadium, um, at the Orioles ballpark. Who yeah, mistakes me right now. Um, I think if you if you were to, if you're able to, I mean, you show a willingness to go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're able to get, I think if you could get Lester, then you're in pretty good shape. That because he that would be the the top of the rotation guy that you need uh, to make your team. Really content. I agree. So, as far as the Blue Jays are concerned, what would you grade this trade? Uh, I would grade it a B. B. Yeah, I mean, because you're, you're you're getting rid of a guy that basically at this point just needs to change the scenery, yeah, um, right. and you're losing guys that that you that aren't going to impact your team anytime soon, and you're getting a guy that's going to help you win now. So, I, I would say a, a B, a solid B. I'll give it, I agree with you, the B, it's just losing that pitching could hurt them in the, in the end. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But for now, I, I think it's... it's I'd probably say B+, plus because I think Donaldson is a solid upgrade against Laurie. He'll stay in, he'll stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll probably, his power numbers will, you know, bounce up pitting in Toronto compared to whether, whether in Oakland. And being protected in that and line. lineup. Yeah, exactly. So I get it. Um, Josh Donaldson, um, let me go back to him real quick. I'm sorry. Sure. Um, what's his career high in home runs? 25 28? 29 last year. So in the new stadium, over under, we're so good at this, aren't we? 35 and a half home runs. I'll say under. Under? Yeah. Uh, uh, my prediction? Um, no, no, no. I was just thinking to make a bet on that. I would say oh, under. Under? Yeah. 35 and a half home runs. Let me say under. It's only six more home runs, and he's hitting in a better stadium. And he'll, yeah. he's more likely to see fastballs hitting between in, in our in yeah, Batista and um, Encarnacion. Encarnacion. I mean, it's very it's 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 possible, but I, I'm still going to stick with under. Okay, I don't. I'm going to temper my expectations right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just getting used to that environment, I would say, and seeing how he reacts to playing on the the artificial turf. Well, quote, after yeah. Um, another question for you, Brett Laurie. Uh, games played, his high is 125. Over under 137 and a half games played for Brett Laurie this year. 137. I'll say under as well. Under. You're yeah. just a negative Nancy over here. Well, I, you know, I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself with with these guys. Um, considering, like you said, Donaldson is 29 and. Uh, Barely coming into his own, I guess, within the past two years, uh-huh. two years, two years. Yeah. Um, and Laurie is, is still has still yet to prove he can stay healthy. Uh, so at this point, uh, you got to go with the under. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. I didn't think we talked this long about the A's or the Blue Jays. Yeah, we did. Must not bad. All right, uh, let's move on to the next subject. Uh, a couple of days ago, Seattle signed Nelson Cruz. 
to a four-year, $57 million contract. They signed 34-year-old Nelson. Yeah, let's add that in. 34-year-old. Four years, $57 million. This has the makings of a Carlos Lee contract all over again. (laughs) Um, Because he is 34, because he has had problems already. He's not... He's built kind of like Carlos Lee in the sense that he's not a very athletic type of ball player. He's just a big, burly dude who hits Mm -hmm. home runs. Um, Putting him out in the outfield is dangerous. Yeah, especially in Seattle. And I think, I mean, it's a risk, but I think it's a good move because he does bring a right-handed power to a left-handed heavy lineup. That is true, but here's Um, the problem. He's going to Safeco Field, which saps uh, right-handed power. Absolutely. Uh, That's true. I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, But I think it's... It's a guy that they've been, you know, this is a guy that they've been wanting, to, you know, they've been going after for a long time. I can understand, but look at his numbers right here. You look at his numbers. He's played with the Rangers and or- Orioles for his entire career. He is hit and hitter friendly ballparks. That's true. And now he's going to a pitcher's haven, and he's thirty four years old. Yeah. And we all agree that one thing that happens when you get older as a baseball player that bat speed declines. Oh yeah. So what's going to happen when he can't catch up the fastballs? So he's cheating, and then he gets fooled with the breaking stuff. I can see this contract being like absolutely terrible three months in. Three months in a while, okay. And this could be like <laughs> Seattle. Me negative. Okay. No, I'm saying this could be Seattle's version of the BJ Upton contract, where it starts terrible and it never gets better. Okay. I was thinking Carlos Lee, but, I mean, that makes more sense, I guess. Go back to Carlos Lee. He had some good years while he was in Houston. He did, and that's why. Well, but uh, then again, the right hand, the right field or left field, I guess, fence. Um, Those are fence and safe goal field. I mean, it's one of the toughest players, toughest places to hit for players. I mean, this screams all for Seattle a win. Now we have a chance to, you know, make the wild card. They were close last year. Yeah, but you know, he'll still be facing for the most part the same type of pitching he faced. When he was with Texas, I, I'll yes. give him that because he's going back to the AL West. Um, you know, he's not facing Felix Hernandez anymore mm-hmm. because he's on. They're on the same team. Uh, Jared Weaver is not a hard thrower. He's. I think he's a guy he can hit mm-hmm. uh, if you know he winds up facing him at home. Um, and I think you know they'll make a lot of sense with you know the way that 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 field is, is so big. Um, but again, you know, going back to the AL West um, and, and not facing the dominant, or not this time not facing the, the same dominant pitchers that he once faced with the Rangers, uh, I think he's got a good chance of maintaining thirty plus home runs, and not it, and for it not to go completely disastrous off the bat. I just want to remind you: you remember how many home runs uh, Robbie Cano? Hit his last year in Yankee Stadium, and then the first year in Seattle. Oh yeah, I mean, you went from twenty nine to fourteen, I believe. Yes, you should remember he's on your fantasy team. That's the same yeah. thing that's going to happen to Cruz, and he's not as young as Cano. He's not as athletic as Cano, yeah. and he's not as good a player as Cano. So I think it's going to go bad. And it's going to go bad fast. Yeah, for a thirty four year old. Who, like I said, isn't athletic? He's just a, like, like you said, a big burly guy who relies yeah. on his speed, his bat speed, and his power. When that goes, what else? What do you have left? 
Well, you know, that, then they should have given him a four-year deal. They should have given him. I mean, those they last, should have somebody else. If that's those last two years are going to be god-awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like, um, what's his name, Ryan Howard, trying to do anything Ooh, he can. Wow. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> not that bad. I'm staying with my prediction. It's going to be like BJ Upton bad. That's fair enough, I guess. Yeah, sure. So, great this signing. Uh, I'll give it a... I'll give it a B minus. I'm still confident that, you know, off the bat it'll be a good start. Uh, I mean, you know, any like any any number of years you sign a guy, you're not guaranteed the same production the whole the length of the contract. I mean, that would be crazy, especially when they come in at 34, right? Like we already said. So, but I think you know, the first two years, you know, he can be effective. Uh, so I'll give it a, a B minus. B minus. I'm. I'm giving this a, a C minus. C minus. I don't like the trade at all. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't like the signing. I don't like where he's going. I don't like his body type, his age, yeah. anything. I'm like, I understand why Seattle did this. They're in a win now mode. Yeah, absolutely. but they could have found someone else to give their money to. Could they? Perhaps the next man on our list. Sure. All right. Um, this happened today, I believe. Atlanta. Signed Nick Markakis four years, forty-five million dollars. Uh, let's see. I like the signing. Mm-hmm. Markakis is a stellar hitter. He has been for what six, seven years now. He's thirty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think his career batting average is? Is it like two ninety-five, two ninety, two ninety? Yeah. Um, but he's not the kind of guy that Seattle should have wanted. I mean, that's, he's not a power hitter. They they wanted power. That's why they went out. That's and that's why they were paid for Cruz going back to it. But uh, Marquez, I think, is a great signing for Atlanta because he's a guy that can hit all over the place, mm-hmm. um, and he's going to bring you know a high average as long as he stays healthy uh, to a team that doesn't hit for a high average anymore. Now that Chipper Jones is no longer there. Wow, we're going back to yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Braves are a team that strike out, so they need a contact hitter. But I don't understand this for the Braves. Like, what are they doing? Like, yeah. the offseason. They're talking about trading Justin Upton and Gaddis. They've already gotten rid of Hayward. They already got rid of Hayward. And then you sign this guy for four years and $45 million? Well, it's a, it's a lot of money. They overpaid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think his veteran presence, uh, well... Yeah, like, I, I don't understand. Are you like this? Are you trying to win now? Because that's the kind of contract that a team that can win the, the their division would give out. Yeah. But you're trying to trade away all your players. So what is it? Are you trying to win or not? I don't know. It's that's, like that's not for me to answer. I don't understand like this and the what was the other team? Uh, the A's. It's like, are you trying to win or are you trying to rebuild? Because you can't do both. No, we, we know that firsthand. You can't do both. Uh, but back to Mark Higgins himself. Uh, he's a good average hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays well. He's okay in the outfield. But he is not a power hitter. Not no, anymore. Not at all. But if you get rid of uh, BJ Upton, that's an upgrade right, right there. So I think they did it with the... the yeah, with but the, BJ can play center. Nick Marquez cannot. 
He does not have the wheels to play center field. No, that's true. Um, but I think they're looking – a signing like this obviously signals that they're looking more at his bat than they are, you know, his, his, his defense at this point. The first three years are Nick Markake. Nick Markake is 291 average, 16 home runs. 300 average, 23 home runs. 306 average, 20 home runs. At that point, you think, well, he's going to take a step and be a superstar. Here's his home runs. The average has stayed high. Here's his home run total since then. 18, 12, 15, 13, 10, 14. Yeah, no, I'm not not saying... Where did the power go? Where did the power go? That went away a long time ago. I, I I don't think they signed him for his power. I think they signed him for his contact. And that's, that's, I mean, history shown that's that can be just as valuable as a guy hitting, you know, monster home runs. Not just history. The um, Royals just proved that. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, a high contact, no power team, and they made it all the way to the World Series, a game away from winning the World Series. If, if they're shocked that he's only going to hit, you know, between 15 and 20 home runs, then shame on them. <laughs> yeah, they did like, bad scouting. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I think it's a good overall. I'm gonna say it's a good signing. I'll I'll give it a I'll give it a C plus. C plus. C plus. I'm with you. Give it a C plus. I maybe the Braves can turn his swing around. He'll find that missing pop, but it seems like he's just gonna settle into that two. I'm trying to think. Two eighty five, three twenty batting average with fifteen to eighteen home runs. Which is which is good, but I think he's overpaid if that's what you're selling into me. Yeah, well, I mean, look, contracts these days are just naturally going to be overpaid. Yeah, um, all the money in the sports game right now. Yeah, there, there's no denying that, and you know that is it is what it is essentially. Um, guys who shouldn't get paid fourteen, fifteen million dollars are going to get fifteen, sixteen million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inflation, so, baby. Yeah, Learn about it. So the. The dollars don't really surprise me. Like, a lot of times it's the, the amount of years. Mm-hmm. That's more glaring than anything else at this point. You got that right. Um, you want to go to a dollar amount that shocked the both of us? Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota re-signed. Signed. Well, signed back, I should say. Tory Hunter, one-year contract, $10.5 million. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's your <laughs> that's all you got, yeah. Former longtime Twins greats, I guess. Greats. Uh, it's been gone since what? Two thousand nine. Uh He's been productive over the. I mean, he's still. You know, he's thirty nine, but he hasn't looked like he's missed a beat. Um. But still, ten million dollars is just like what? <laughs> when, <laughs> when I heard, you know, when I heard that, I had to look. Go, what? Wait, what? Yeah, really? Pretty much. I don't under. This is oh God. Let me try to calculate my thoughts. This is a severe overpay for someone who's a not as good as you remember as a twin, right? As a twin organization, he's not that good anymore. And B, you're not that good. Why are you giving $10 million for a veteran guy when you're not even going to be 20 games within 500? Well, I think they're I think they're going to get most of their value from his 
His presence. What, ticket sales? No, not ticket sales, but his Jersey presence. Giveaways? With, what? No, his presence with guys like Buxton, who will probably probably be up late in the year, or by mid-year, uh, who's a, you know, the consensus number one prospect in baseball. Um, to have a guy like that as a mentor, I think, is, is invaluable. I can understand And, and I, I imagine that's a big reason why they're willing to go $10 million. I can understand that. But if you just want him to be a mentor, hire him as a, as a coach. But he's, not ready to, he's not ready to give, give him. He's, and he's still productive. Give him the cushy jobs that the Astros gave Vigio and Bagwell. Give him, like, some executive helper to the GM or something like that. But if you look at his numbers, he's still productive even at no, 30. I, he's productive, but it's not going to help that team. Do you understand? Oh, of course. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's an overpay for a team that's not going to be good. Again, the the number you, you you can't be surprised. We we shouldn't be surprised by the dollars anymore because this would be fine for me if the Tigers signed him or the Angels or some team that has playoff aspirations. What are the Twins going to do? They'd be better off giving that spot to a, uh, a up and coming player. Like give Aaron, uh, what's his name? Aaron Nix, Hicks, Hicks, Aaron Nix. Give him another shot to see if he can actually play in the in the in the league. Instead, you're paying ten point um, ten point five million dollars for a guy to just be there and mentor, and you hope hit two eighty. Well, if you look at this, if you look at the trends, he's probably going to hit two eighty. I mean, he's not. He hasn't really declined drastically. I mean, he's not hitting twenty-five home runs anymore. He's not hitting twenty-nine home runs anymore. He's hitting fifteen home runs, but he's still hitting two seventy, two eighty, uh, driving in you know sixty-five RBI. Which he'll be thirty-nine start to start the season, and he'll hit forty during the season in July. He was thirty-eight this past season. That's not you know at this point it doesn't. It, yeah, I guess it could make a huge difference in six months' time, but right just, now he's still productive. He, he we, still is productive. We spent time talking about how the line of protection was going to help Josh, uh, Josh Donaldson. What line of protection <laughs> is there for Tory Hunter? I mean, when he was with... Uh, what line of protection did he have? He really didn't have that much more protection during his prime with the Twins. Better than this. They want twin. Mauer. Okay, if he doesn't give a concussion, he's awesome. Danny Santana was a great, great pickup. Or he was he emerged as a, a really good infielder this year who can hit for average um, and has some pop, I think, but not not too much. But hits for a high average. Um, yeah, it's not the greatest lineup. I mean, no, that's why they were in last place. That and pitching. It's not a good lineup. It's not an average lineup. It's a no. below average lineup. And you go and spend your money on this when you need, like you said, pitching, relief. Bring up the young guys and let them play. I yeah, just, but you're not going to get pitching for $10 million. I know. Well, they got, what's his name? Uh, the one with the mustache. He used to be the Yankees and the Marlins. Uh, what's his name? Phil uh, Hughes. Thank you. Not yeah. Philly. But not Philly. Who's this other guy? Uh, I don't know. Jesus Christ. I'm going to put this up. But anyway, I just... It's an overpay for a guy who's basically going to be a coach. And he's going to hit. I mean, he's, he's not. I don't think he's going to drop off drastically. You know, I don't think he's going to hit that wall this year. I mean, I, I, feel, I don't think you're giving him a, enough credit for what he for what he can bring to the plate this year. Um, but, I mean, realistically, yeah, the majority of that is probably going towards being a mentor. 
But I, I still think he can be productive. I just think he was overpaid. Well, of course he was. There's no denying that's, that. That's all I'm saying. He was greatly overpaid. Yeah. It should have been one year, $5 million. That's I had that same number in mind. Absolutely. Six million at the most. Yeah. It's too much money for a mid for a mid market team, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Alright. Um we're not you want to grade that one? Um I'll give it a C plus as well. Because I, I think he still has value. I, I think he I, I'm giving him more value than you are, obviously. So I'll go with the I C+. think he's again, I don't think it's I, the greatest signing. I mean, obviously you could use ten million dollars elsewhere, yeah. but in my pocket. Yeah, of course. Uh, that would be the first place. But uh, I still think there's value. I think he still is capable of hitting and still producing. Um, you know, maybe $5 million worth. I'm with you. I still think he can be a decent player. I just think this is the wrong team for him for too much money. That's why I give this a D plus. Okay. A D. Let's go with a flat D. But also... If this had been, like I told you... In the American League, if this had been like old, oh, say the Tigers, maybe the maybe Orioles, uh, even the Blue Jays and DH in there, you know, a team that's you know going to go to the playoffs, this would be a B. I just don't understand the Twins give him that much money to basically be a mentor to the team. I know we talk about veteran pre- presence, but if you're a young guy, how much are you going to listen to the guy, especially young guys? Now, how much are you gonna listen to the guy who comes in and is hitting two? Might hit two sixty. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's gonna hit two sixty. I think he's gonna hit two two eighty. That's that's better over, than most players. Over under two seventy five. Over. I say over. I say under. There we go. Let it roll. Let it roll. <laughs> say it again. I'm let it roll. All right. Uh. I'm gonna write that down. Two seventy-five. You have the over. I have the under. Go ahead and talk, my friend. Sorry. Uh, I really don't have much more to say about Tori. I don't know why we're spending so much time. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. Let it roll. <laughs> Let it roll. This is gonna become our. Uh, you remember we, the bet we made that neither one of us remember why no, we I'm made sorry. it. <laughs> yeah. The, Based on uh, what we looked at last time, there's so many ridiculous bets. I don't even know why. This is going to become, what's the name? Um, Heron versus Mahalo all over again. All right. We're going to roll down. 275. I have the under. You have the over. May the best man win. Shake on it. There it is. Uh, you want to hear the Astros talk? Do we have another time? Uh, I think we, we should stop. I think we can... I think I've got a lot more to say about the Astros this time around. Oh, it won't be able to fit in the... Yeah. Yeah, all right. So we'll say that for next pod, next one. Sounds good. Well, not the next one, because our next podcast will be about football. Yay. <laughs> Back to our NFL quarterly review. Looking forward to it. All right, well, we appreciate all the uh, support. Thanks for tuning in. And yes. uh, we'll talk to you next time. All right. For Anthony, this is the Quincy. Later, babies. <laughs>